Welcome to Every Movie Ever. I am your host, Michael Swick, and as always, I'm joined by Chad Whitney. That is I. We have uh-huh. a very special episode this week. We're, we're, we're moving away from the roulette wheel for just a week because we needed to cover Army of the Dead, which is the newest film from Zack Snyder. I'm not a fan of Zack Snyder. I'll, I'll start that off, but I'm a fan of zombie movies. So I wanted to cover this. And it is on a streaming service, so we were obligated to cover it. It's on our startup streaming service. I was on Netflix. Exactly, yeah. Like, I feel like we might do this often uh, in terms of, like, if a big movie hits Netflix, HBO Go, or Hulu, we'll, we'll just cover that one movie. And luckily, we aren't doing another movie with this one, because this one was two and a half hours long. We have a lot to say for a movie that didn't, I guess, have too much happen. I did, but it didn't. I don't know. I, I, I've been debating yeah. with, with Chad about like where we land on this film, and I guess we'll just work through it as we talk about it. So, Chad, I don't know if you want to take it away. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, so let's first start with the description of this. This is Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead from 2021, if you're listening to this in the future. Um, it's rated R in two and a half hours. After a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble by venturing into the quarantine zone for the greatest heist ever. I mean, greatest heist ever is uh, George Clooney and his, you know, bandits might have something else to say about that, but I'll leave that to Zack Snyder to debate. And we all know the greatest heist ever is National Treasure. The, the, uh, yeah, technically. I'm not a huge fan of that movie. Not gonna lie. I think but, National Treasure might be better than Indiana Jones. I'm not a big fan of Indiana Jones movies. Okay. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> okay, good. I thought like someone on Twitter like last year mentioned that and then I thought about it. I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> National Treasure I mean, I better would, than Indiana Jones. I will agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it's far more exciting. A lot of things much better about it. Not to tangent, well, I guess to tangent a little bit. This reminds me of Nicolas Cage, who I see in my suggestions for watching Army of the Dead. He has a movie called Jiu-Jitsu, where it looks like he's a samurai of some sort. He's holding a katana, and, oh, he's fighting dude from Ongbok. Um, I can't think of his name. Wow. I need to watch it. This is Tony Ja. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of Nicolas Cage, have you seen Willy's Wonderland yet? No. Willie's awesome, though. Did we Wonderland. discuss this before? No, no, we haven't. Uh, I don't think we have. Uh, I don't think you're in our, like, the Discord that I was, like, pimping this movie. Um, oh, shit, it just came out this year? No, I haven't seen this. No. Yeah, so it's basically Nicolas Cage is paid to clean up a Chuck E. Cheese or, like, a Five Nights at Freddy's Chuck E. Cheese thing. Uh, okay. But the animatronics are possessed, and he basically has to survive the night and clean the Chuck oh, E. Cheese. Oh shit! It's really. Can we uh, we need to do another Nicolas Cage episode? We we do. Uh, we might have to go outside of the streaming services for for that one. But <laughs> jujitsu, let's do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but we're here for Army of the Dead. Yeah, we're here for Army of the Dead. Do you want to go over the, some of the cast? Uh, I think there's only yeah. a couple notable names. Yeah, only a handful. Of, I mean, not hand. I mean, I guess handful is fair. Um, Dave Household Bautista, names. Omari Hard- Hardwick. I mean, it's people who I know by face more than name, mm-hmm. like Anna De La Reguera, Hiroyuki Sonata. Quite honestly, that's that's really where my knowledge of oh, and Theo Rossi, Shades from um, Luke Cage. 
he had some great moments and maybe deserved better than he got in this movie. But his character's an asshole, so you can't really ask for more from that. Yeah, and then you have uh, uh, Tignataro, who I talked about last week, how uh, they had Chris uh, Dillia originally in that role. He got oh, bounced yeah. because of the allegations uh, against him. And I think he admitted to some of them, so they're more than allegations. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> Zack Snyder basically was like, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to get rid of him. And they cut him entirely from the film and then inserted Tignataro into his scenes, which you kind of notice from time to time. Yeah. Like, now that you remind me, I, d- I noticed it for sure. But it was, it was done pretty well. Yeah, it, it wasn't a distraction. No, like, not at all. Do feel like I, I was hoping for more of a role, but I understand why they, you know, were limited with what they can do. I do wonder if they they kept the um the lines the same. Or... I think they would have had to because uh, some of the actors couldn't return. Okay. I also think that's why we'll get to it. But at one point, they just tell Tig's character to like go upstairs go take care of the helicopter and be away from everyone else yeah <laughs> that's why i was wondering like those shots are like was she able to just like wing it and be like i'm gonna how i respond or i don't know yeah. probably kept it the same that probably would have been way easier but but the crazy thing is like the movie was already shot and it was august 2020 according to wikipedia when it was announced that tig would replace him so they didn't have a ton of time to to do that, so they definitely were limited. And I think they did a good job of replacing the actor and not making it a distraction. Yeah, agreed. Uh, um, but Batista is like the the big star of this movie. Who I I, I don't know about you, but I I love Batista of like the I wrestlers turn of the wrestlers turn actors. Like I I don't know if we've talked about this, but yeah, we've talked about it. I'm not. I just didn't really grow up watching wrestling. I don't have that connection. Yeah. But I love Bautista. Motherfucker's coat. Mm-hmm. I do remember playing video games and people whooping my ass with them. Not sure if I liked them then. He had the, the best movie theme Bautista? song. <laughs> <laughs> What's his theme song? Um, or I'm was not, his theme song? I'm not one to sing, so I'll just say oh, look okay. up his, his his theme song. <laughs> it's one of the one of the best like theme songs from that era, from the ruthless aggression era. Uh, okay was his era of wrestling yeah no he's definitely the the lead in this role though sometimes i i forgot he was the the lead in this role just because it's an ensemble cast and i felt like there are some times where even though he was in pretty much every scene i would sometimes be like oh yeah batista's in this uh <laughs> <laughs> i didn't forget about him per se but like he does fade into the background a bit mm-hmm. and uh and more so the action scenes, he definitely stands out. But dialogue-wise, yeah, they, they definitely wrote the other characters for that. Yeah, uh, surprisingly, uh, what was his, what, uh, Vander, Vanderho? Vanderho, Vanderho, uh, yeah. I almost feel like he should be, like, second villain uh, based on how he takes over, like, probably the second half of the film, kind yeah. of. I was actually going to say, I was going to suggest he was, he was the one that kind of had the most no i don't know about most dialogue but kind of the most meaningful dialogue per se outside of just quipping personality yeah i would say he probably though he did have like the more like in-depth personality or like there was at least his character was supposed to be a philosopher though 
Yeah, like, there was more going on. Everyone else was kind of just filling the role they needed to in like the cast uh, in terms of like, OK, we got Batista, the dad. We have Kate, the daughter. <laughs> have... I actually when I listed the character when I started, because, you know, they take the pictures at the start of the movie of like kind of identifying the characters. <laughs> I was like, Dad Batista. So that's super funny. You called him a dad. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cool. They nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, Tig is the comedic relief. You have uh, Guzman, who's, like, the the YouTuber, influencer personality. So everyone, like, fills their roles. And I felt like uh, Vanderhoe, like, at least had the most depth or at least the most layers uh, going yeah. for them. I'd say this was more heist movie than zombie movie. Yeah. Like, in terms of cast and how the cast fills the role of what's needed in there. Like, zombie movie, I don't know, I guess it's kind of the same in terms of, like, I don't know, a good zombie movie is very entertaining in the sense of it has good characters, and mm -hmm. obviously zombie action shit, but a heist movie, on the other hand, each person technically has to be, like, their own star of sorts, because they bring a unique thing to that team. I, I completely agree. There's certain parts of a heist film that the ensemble cast, because heist films are always for the most part, ensemble casts, they they have to feel like a role or almost a stereotype. And yeah. they need to play to that to like really shine. And only a couple actors, I think, really played to that. Uh, but I don't know if it's necessarily their performance or their writing. Again, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Zack Snyder fan. I will say Zack Snyder is a hell of a cinematographer. Okay. I think he could have been a really good music video producer <laughs> because... Every movie you can think of, there's at least one music sequence montage thing that's really good, and it's usually the most memorable aspect of, of is, his yeah. movies. And we see a lot of that. <laughs> Pretty much all of Sucker Punch is a music video. And yeah, I yeah. love Sucker Punch. The story's stupid as shit, but <laughs> goddamn, that movie's raw. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I feel like that's that's a lot of his his movies is just like, I almost feel like he shoots his movies around sequences and scenes. Yeah. And I then fills in the blanks. <laughs> and and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Uh, it's just sometimes it just doesn't work for me. For sure. And no matter how much we like or dislike it, I appreciate writer is is um set in his way. Like he knows who he is, no matter how much we complain about slow mo. Even though, spoiler alert, this movie does not utilize much slow-mo. Um, mm -hmm. He just sticks to what he does. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, you're guaranteed. I'm, I'm never going to like the writing in your movie. Yeah. <laughs> Probably won't like the story. You're guaranteed some sort of set piece that's like cool visual. You're uh, guaranteed at least one or two slow-mo sequences. The color palette is going to be kind of muted. Yep. Uh, just how he, he does it. Uh, sometimes it works out really well. I think it works really well in Sucker Punch, yes. and I don't think it works well in Man of Steel or Justice League, but it worked really well in Sucker Punch. It worked really well in 300. For the most part, it works okay in this movie. Do I, you like 300? If you watched it now, do you like 300? No, no. God, no. I, okay, 300, 300 is one of those movies. It was super cool as a high school kid. Yeah, like the first time you see it. Yeah, it, it was one of those movies because that came out when we were in high school. Like yeah, probably like sophomore, junior, senior year. Yes, sophomore, junior year, I think. And that was a cool theater experience. And I think part of the why reason it's so cool is because like 
we shouldn't have been able to see it in the theater, but the theater didn't give a crap. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. 2006, we were just we were sophomores. Yeah, but we were. I believe everyone within like the first two weeks of that movie saw it uh, in in theaters because it was all anyone would talk about. I didn't see it, but everybody spoiled that movie for me. By the time I saw it, I knew everything that was happening. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was cool. It it was one of those films that I enjoyed it in the theater. I enjoyed quoting it from time to time because people were always quoting that shit. <laughs> and then I bought it on Blu-ray and watched it. And I was like, you know, the, the year or two we had, a, the year later we had to wait for Blu-ray releases back then. And just remember being like, oh, yeah, this is going to go down like Fight Club. Uh, as a movie you saw in high school and were like, oh shit, this movie's got depth. There's so much happening. And then as you get older, you're like, yo, Fight Club was stupid. <sighs> That's so, I mean... <laughs> Fight Club is fun still occasionally. Pick it up once in a while. But you don't get as much out of it as probably when you first saw it as like a teen. True. Like in that comparison, I totally agree with you. It's kind of bogus to compare Fight Club with 300. (laughs) 300 has like no depth. I know. I know. I know. But like, but in terms of just like a movie you saw at a younger age. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I'm with you there. I totally got what you're saying. There are people that like that we know that would quote 300 for fucking three years, (laughs) you know. (laughs) It's it's like it's why I don't like Anchorman (laughs) anymore. Anchorman is probably my least favorite Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, in the time it was quoted to hell and became one of the most annoying movies to have in high school. That and like super bad. It wasn't even good quotes though. No, no, like, it was all the, right. Quotes. It was the thing I hated the most. This may sound weird, but people often say I'm funny. I don't know why. But <laughs> I think you're pretty funny. But any time in high school when people are like, "Oh shit, you're funny. You should go talk to this person. They're funny too," and then you just find out that, that person just fucking quotes super bad and anger man, and people would be like, "This person's hilarious," and it's just like he's just quoting the forty year old virgin. So there's like oh boy, a stretch like of two of my least favorite comedy movies. Oh too. yeah, yeah. But you remember we went to the same high school <laughs> during the same years. Those movies were quoted to hell. You would <laughs> probably, were. you know, how when you're sitting in a class and you would just hear a random kids screaming in the hallway. <laughs> I, I feel like you would get the random kid screaming Kelly Clarkson or <laughs> Lamp or something that references those movies. And 300 kind of, I put in that bubble of uh, movies yeah. that quoted, you know, constantly like, this is Sparta and gym class bullshit. At least for a year. I mean, in math class, gym class, science class, everywhere, there was 300 references. I'm pretty sure I was quoting it before I even saw it. I'm like, I've seen previews. He kicks some motherfucker down a hole. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that, um, that's that's our history with Zack Snyder films. Yeah, I'd say my favorite Snyder film is, damn, Dawn of I'm the sorry, Dead Zach. That's second for me. I watched it so much that I just kind of burnt myself out a bit. When I it saw... gets towards the end of the movie, I'm pretty critical of how quick it goes. I, I saw that in theaters, and I will never forget. So the theater that I saw it at, they didn't have a lot of screens, so the only two movies they were really playing was or they were playing like three movies it was like a kids movie dawn of the dead passion of the christ those are the only three <laughs> movies in this theater and at, 
the Jeez. the baby scene in Dawn of the Dead happens. A lady gets up, goes right to the front of the screen, and then says, you are all going to hell. You should all be watching The Passion. This is blasphemous. And then she threw her popcorn down, and then she walked out of the theater. I will say that baby scene was... That was tough. I mean, as a kid, that kind of... Or whatever I was at that time, 14, 15. Um, I mean, I wasn't scared of it, but I was like, holy shit, that was that's kind of wild seeing jesus yeah. christ get whipped in the way that he did and stuff that was one of them things i never want to go back and watch no and <laughs> so, people love those movies i can terms. never watch passion of the christ again my mom and them took me to theater to see it which is fine like i wanted to see it but seeing jesus christ get whipped like that i'm like nah i'm cool oh and especially that movie not to keep going down the tangent hole that movie at a certain point almost fetishized it to a point where it's like uncomfortable it was so weird. It was so long. I've only it, seen it once, and that scene is like embedded in my head. It, that that's the problem I always had with that movie, and a lot of people that really enjoy that movie is the idea that like they wanted to show the pain he went through, but the level that they went with it, it almost seemed like fetishizing what happens, yeah. and that's why I like that's one of those movies. It's like I didn't even think it was a good movie when it came out, and it seemed the only thing people were interested in was the brutalization aspects of it. And and I just never sat comfortable. But I always associate that movie with Dawn of the Dead, which is fucked up. <laughs> Oof. Because that lady, you know, yeah. threw her I mean, popcorn yeah. down and told us we're all going to hell and we all should be watching Passion in the next theater. That's hilarious. It's a hell of a weekend for movies, or at least that theater. I don't even know how... Because Passion was one of those movies that stayed in the theaters for... A long time. I wanted to give everybody a chance to see that movie. So I, I don't even know if they came out around the same time. I just know the movie theater I went to. It was playing both movies at the same time and they had no shame. I remember Shrek was out. Like, I think Shrek 2 came out like at that time or something. I, I, I wanted to see it. It was a preview they showed when we went <laughs> to see Passion of the Christ. Wait, yeah, that doesn't even make sense. But anyways, yep, that happened. Oh, yeah, they would have had to show trailers for other movies before Passion. I wonder who curated that process. It had to be, like, the most stressful job ever. Imagine the theater that had a Dawn of the Dead trailer before Passion. That lady would have, she would have, her head would have exploded. Yeah, yeah, she would have done more than thrown her popcorn. I was just annoyed because she threw her full thing of popcorn on the floor, and it's just like, how did you make it halfway through the movie without eating all your popcorn? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, AMC and them. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure that theater wasn't an AMC. <laughs> I doubt they had free refills. I'm not wasting <laughs> yeah, my pro- shit like that. Yeah, but the idea is she had a, a full popcorn halfway through the film and then threw that $20 bag of popcorn I on the ground. I just imagine her jaw was just dropped the whole movie. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just she, don't get how she made it halfway through the movie before okay, she so, was like thrown a fit. Me and my, um, it was like some group I was with as a kid. I forget what we went to see. It was like, I want to say like Road to El Dorado or something. But the theater they put us in at first was Big Daddy. And like, obviously that was a big difference. And the teachers were like, whoa, we have to go, you know, switch theaters pretty quickly. But, I mean, we left, like, first five minutes, so I like to think that this lady in that in your theater, <laughs> she was just stunned. She could not move. She was like, what? Is this 
what happened and then once she realized it wasn't jesus then she, she yeah she like, just oh kept waiting God. for him to come she's like all right zombies are coming back he's gonna come back too <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so you just kept waiting that's what like, dawn of the dead means right yeah she's like this no it's gonna they're just showing the rapture and then <laughs> and then, then they're he, gonna do a flashback and then jesus is gonna come in and flip-flops with a machine gun and he's gonna <laughs> take care of all these zombies oh man okay but army of the dead <laughs> army of the so dead. all right so basically we kind of do it but the movie starts out with kind of a montage it just kind of shows of how the zombie apart oh i guess that's shortly after it starts yeah basically, it starts with a anti-car head psa of yeah don't which i don't know they always make it seem like when people get car head in movies that they're just instantly going to die, which I mean, I'd have to say people are shitty drivers in general. So don't get hit while you're driving probably, <laughs> but Where's in the NBC past, not saying I've gotten child. this recently, just saying in the past, if it had happened, it wasn't like the most fucking I'm losing my mind thing. I'm not pulling into the other side of the road. So it happens didn't in like every into... fucking movie. No, I, I'm alive. I'm yeah, alive. You didn't well. run into a army convoy holding a, a container <laughs> of zombies. <laughs> so that's Which how the... just a container of one zombie. I... No origin story. I would really like to know where the zombie came from. I just want to know why they didn't just air fly this. Why wouldn't you just fly the container with the zombie in? That would have taken Way half faster. the time. Yeah, but and guess... they call they call it the like the convoy, the four horsemen. So it was like four vehicles, I guess. I don't know. Like it, it wasn't Air... necessary. Airlift None of it was. that damn thing. It's a... they they took Godzilla on a fucking ship. They could have flew him too, or not Godzilla, King Kong. They could have flown him too. What the fuck is up with movies being like? Let's let's convoy. We don't. The air doesn't exist. I don't know. Twenty twenty one, man. You think they would instead of like okay, we're gonna put this highly contagious, disease-ridden zombie or person in highly a highly contagious in a U-Haul. Let's put it and let's drive it through Las Vegas. Yeah, let's just drive it through Las Vegas. I think they're on their way to like Area Fifty One or some shit. Yeah, and you know where the government keeps their secrets in the desert or some shit. And we're only gonna have four vehicles. What? Why did they even need to convoy it? Wouldn't they have like underground tunnels? Something. I mean, I assume there are things that get convoyed above ground, but I'm pretty sure you're not bringing a fucking zombie above ground. You, yeah, you would think. And if you had to transport it, you would just airlift it. But yeah, that didn't I mean, didn't work, and the zombie just fucking took over Vegas because <laughs> that zombie, the zombie was the Wolverine. That motherfucker came out swinging. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about the zombie later. But man, it won't. We'll talk about it later. There's one scene that just fucking cracked me up about the the King Zombie. Uh, King then Zombie, we, I like that name. We we get the Zack Snyder montage. Uh, I think it's to an Elvis song or an Elvis cover at this point, because of course there's going to be an Elvis song in a Zack Snyder film. Yeah, I think it was like Viva Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it's the opening trailer to Dead Island, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every every trailer they you remember that ensemble of trailers they did for Dead mm-hmm. Island, and people were like, "Oh, that. shit, this is gonna be a really like heartfelt like take on a zombie movie, and then <laughs> or a zombie game, and then Dead Island came out, and 
has a song what voodoo do you do bitch or whatever the fuck it was called fuck i love that game but it was it was not what i expected from that first trailer so we get that really Zack snyder at his best in terms of like hey here's a song here's a really good music video uh with bright pink letters that were really hard to read like so when yeah. you would put like two or three actors in the pink type and i'm just like am i supposed to read left to right or up to down not, not gonna lie to you the the pink wasn't necessary like i'm all for neon lights and like pink is one of the greater neon lights but i don't know it nothing about this movie really was highlighty or neon like, yeah nothing. and during this montage we just see the zombies taking over and i was confused in this montage because it would show people dropping into vegas i guess this was basically them <laughs> evacuating people but it yeah. almost made it seem like a game show with yeah, like are you talking dude... about this the like dude that parachute yeah crowd of zombies fucking got ate immediately i don't know if i Go. saw if we saw this movie for the podcast before or if me and sarah saw the movie there was a movie where basically a zombie outbreak happened on an island and it was a game show or like rich people would go there to kill zombies. oh yeah we watched i think we watched that for the podcast it was like some dude trying to get out of debt or some shit yeah and it no i I think i think it's just a movie that i might have watched on netflix but we should have did it on the podcast is yeah i like that movie yeah i watched it with frank that's when i watched it i felt like maybe that's what we were getting until we towards the end of the thing it becomes clear that they basically went into vegas and were just trying to get as many people out as possible and closed it off using shipping containers which is just crazy they closed all of vegas with shipping containers i called it the zombie arena that's what it was yeah it's like um oh shit what's that movie um the running man the arnold schwarzenegger movie yeah when it's that game show wow that'd be another great yeah with Which the colors was, and shit that would have been a great or idea. like dead rising had that if you played dead rising like oh, the yeah. second dead rising they basically turned vegas into a game show because he just I gave up the demo yeah dead rising 2 basically turned it into a reality game show because they just are like, okay, we can't kill all these zombies. We're just going to keep them in this con- confined area and people would just go in there and kill them. Which is not the worst idea. I like to think, I think one of the things that the montage showed was how people um, adapt to the zombie apocalypse. Obviously, there are some people scared and some people fighting, blah, blah, blah. But then, I mean, jumping ahead a little bit, I mean, I think it, it's already implied everybody that escapes Bautista and then they go back um, for the heist. Like when you ask a motherfucker like, hey, you want to go back into the zombie apocalypse and people say yes. I think that's just kind of a part of that whole like old the carnal old I need to kill something thing. That thrill adrenaline mm-hmm. of being like it's harmless because it's zombies. You give me the opportunity to go into a zombie apocalypse for millions of dollars, probably going to do it. You'd get a crew and try your best. Son of a bitch, I mean. It seems like it doesn't really work out. Like, they, they close out the, the city, and then it just jumps to showing that they, like, made camps around the city, which seems crazy, but they <laughs> yeah, wanted to make sure... They wanted to make sure people weren't infected, so they basically put them in quarantine camps. But it's literally up against the wall for the city which just seems dangerous and asking for trouble 
Totally and asking for trouble. Everyone they didn't get. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> those zombies were totally content to just fuck around inside the zombie arena. Especially when we get to the part where the coyote's like, oh, I have a secret way in. And it's like, yeah, I just went in that shipping container. There's literally nothing blocking this shipping container entrance or exit. You just open it and walk in, open it and walk out. It's like um when you enter the quarantine zone in division. Mm-hmm. There's like literally nothing really blocking you. Uh Batista and everyone seems to have tried to go back to a normal life normal life, Batista. I'm sorry, I'm gonna keep calling him Batista. <laughs> I was totally planning on doing that too. <laughs> uh, this this makes sense, and you'd know exactly what I'm talking about. He's flipping burgers, and a casino owner named Tanaka or Tanaka, right? Um, yeah, Tanaka. He says there's two hundred million dollars in a vault. He was already paid off all that money from the insurance companies, but he still doesn't want that money to go to waste because they're gonna nuclear bomb the city just to take care of the zombie epidemic happening there so he wants to hire batista and a crew and give them 50 million dollars to retrieve his 200 million dollars there batista doesn't really seem too interested in it but he wants to uh reconcile with his daughter who works at the camps trying to help people and um and you get this flashback of um what happened to him and his daughter was basically it was Dead Island again, that one where it goes in reverse, mm-hmm. except this was in forward, and it wasn't slow mode. Props to you, Snyder. But um, it was but, silenced. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically, the wife was clawing at the daughter's door. She was turned into a zombie, and so when she attacked um, Bautista, he just put a knife in her head and you know laid her down to rest. Daughter opened the door and saw it and just looked devastated. I love batista as an actor but i thought the scene was kind of bad because they muted the scene kind of but you would still kind of hear him screaming and i, it I just, heard him scream in my voice or in my head did it did he actually scream yeah yeah but it was super muted okay. so you would just hear like uh you know like this <laughs> this really faint scream the screaming in distance yeah and it just it didn't i don't know i didn't like the scene at all i thought it could have been done differently but I didn't like his backstory. Could have done without it, honestly. I kind of like gave me Bautista kicking ass in this movie, and you gave me none of the other reasons for why he was there. It would have been totally fine. Yeah, you I, can even I told me he wanted to get his daughter money, and uh, because then, up I to don't this, know, maybe he was a bad father. Because I'd up be to this point, that. like they don't tell us really that his anything really about his daughter. And the next thing we find his daughter talking with someone Gita, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to steal a slot machine so she can get money to get people out of the camps, which I have no idea how these camps even work in terms no, no. of like, it was some, to... it's some like people protesting on, they mentioned on the news that people were protesting because they thought the camps were more so keeping people that were presumed to be immigrants or mm-hmm. homosexuals as a way as like a concentration camp. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't really go much more in depth with it, but people were concerned. So I, and he brought it up in the movie, so I'm just left to believe it was relevant. Yeah, uh, the 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 background on what the motive, or not motive of like what exactly the plan isn't the best, but we find out that Gita 
wants to sneak into town to steal a slot machine so she can get money for her two kids to get out of the camp. She wants and to hire a coyote who just lives at the camp and can get yeah, people coyotes, in and out. Coyote's name is Lily, but people call her Coyote, so she just rolls with it. Yeah. Um, But basically, sorry. Basically, Gita's just like um, Kate is her name. Yeah, Kate. Yes. If anything happens to me, I need you to make sure my kids make it to this place safely and that they're safe. Um, Kate's not very happy about that. She's like, no, there's no way you're going in to the into the zombie arena. And that's the end of it. And her plan is basically like, I think she legit says she just needs one slot machine, which in my mind is like, so she's just going to get a bunch of quarters. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like I know the you put way to get money. Yeah. I, I know you put dollars into slot machines too, but it's like, man, you should really think of a better plot. You have no I idea mean, what you're doing. If the kids are traveling, those quarters might come in here. You like at the Greyhound station for a vending machine or something. Mm hmm. She's thinking ahead. She is, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> Batista agrees to do it. Um, that's when we get the flashback with his his wife. Like, I think the flashback makes him agree to do it. He he gets a, a woman. I forget her name. Basically, his right hand person. Um, in the movie, her name is Maria Cruz, but I don't think they really mention it. I have to look it up. Yeah, uh, Maria Cruz. He gets her said, and when they when he goes up to her. I was like, Dom and Letty reunite. And I was like, oops, I mean, Scott Ward and Maria Cruz. Because yeah. it's basically like Dom and Letty from Fast and Furious getting together to be like, all right, let's get the band together. Yeah, I thought, so he basically tells her, hey, uh, they're going to pay us $50 million. We'll each get 15 or f- only $15 million each for family, which turns out to be him, uh, the one dude, and Maria uh, Vanderhoe. Uh, yep. They each will get 15 mil and then everyone else that they add to the crew get bullshit. They basically have to split up 5 million. And I don't even think it equals 5 million because some of the people they recruit get like 250,000 or I think the most is the pilot uh, Tignataro's character gets 2 million. But yeah, they basically each will get 15 million, which I thought was going to be more of a plot point. Um, um, I thought it was going to turn into a whole it. thing. I thought how they were just throwing around numbers that the money was going to become irrelevant of some sort. I thought they were going to steal it all. Ultimate heist movie. That's, they told me it's the greatest heist ever. Yeah, I, I either thought they were going to steal it all or it was going to be a thing where there was going to be betrayal once they figured out that like some people were getting 15 million and other people were only getting like 200,000. Because I think the, the, the guy who they get for the safe, he gets like the least amount of money. I think he gets like two. He was the most 000. important person. Yeah. What was his name? Dieter. Dieter yeah. was the man. <laughs> um, so they 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 lowball everyone else. They recruit Vanderhoe, um, yeah, who I that. felt bad for because he was just like with I think his mom or he was working at an old folks home. Seems yeah. like he was really trying to readjust. Even tells them like you know I'm just trying to forget what happened, and I'm just like oh no they're gonna kill this nice man. Uh, at the end of the movie, he's 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 just gonna die, or he's gonna be the first one dead. Someone <laughs> who didn't want to go back. Yeah, <laughs> he was here's the black guy who doesn't want any trouble, who gets pulled into the shit, and will be the first one killed. Not looking forward to that. 
But uh, he didn't even like resist that much. He was like, well, no, no. But, all right. But I was still like, man, he's just like with his mom. I assume that was his mom. I'm like, he's just like helping out his mom who <laughs> like is elderly. elderly. Yeah. I'm like, don't bring this man into this bullshit. <laughs> but he jumps in. Uh, Take they, him to the zombie arena. <laughs> they they recruit Tignataro, who's a helicopter pilot. And this is the like probably the most obvious like hey this wasn't shot at the same time because we only ever see tig's back in the same scene as batista and maria yeah. or we only see maria and batista's back <laughs> uh when it's focused on tig that was the only time it's like oh yeah they totally didn't shoot this together and they, okay and so basically she's the last one they recruit recruit before they start branching out right yeah yeah she's the last one that gets a big payday like okay. you would assume uh Batista Maria and Vanderho are each gonna get fifteen million because he told Maria that only family are getting fifteen million. So we assume that's the last fifteen million person, which puts them at uh forty five million. Yeah. Uh they give the and helicopter pilot five million left. Yeah, they give the helicopter pilot two million. Then yep. they recruit a YouTuber who's really into killing zombies. Yeah. They recruit him for whatever for... reason. I don't even understand how he's been killing zombies. I, it sounds like he's how. just been going in or whatever, and I didn't understand it either. But they give him 500k, and he recruits like two people with him that he would pay with his money, which seems kind of crazy. Yeah. Then the safe, cr- <laughs> then the safe cracker gets 250 thousand. So they didn't even use all of the five million that's left over. I would assume that just went to like equipment. Or I think they, I think they also promised Lily some money too, but I don't know how much. Oh yeah, because yeah, um, they have to pay. They have to pay Lily, and Lily ends up recruiting someone else temporarily. Yeah. Um, I thought it was just so e- like how they recruited everybody was very Rick and Morty. You son of a bitch, I mean. Basically, and, every single person was just like, <laughs> "All right." And the helicopter pilot, she literally backs away as she's finishing her scene. She's like, "I'm in." <laughs> and then later in the movie towards the end she specifically calls bautista a son of a bitch and i was like there it is yep yeah it's basically they they all have morty <laughs> personalities <laughs> we get the 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 my favorite part of a heist movie we get the planning scene and they uh tanaka's basically like you need to go to this hotel or this casino uh get the money there's a safe in there that's really hard to get. Dieter, who's like the safe guy, is like obsessed with safes. Like he he's in love with them. Yeah. And like, they sexually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think they're playing like kind of on a, a thing because like I believe most safe manufacturers are made in like Germany. So of course okay. he's a German guy who's like this like super into safes because of course and. <laughs> He's never killed a zombie. He's never interacted with a zombie, so that's kind of like a running joke uh, in the movie. But the plan is, get into the casino, power the casino on, so you can like get through whatever you need to get through, and the escape is going to be a helicopter. And they have 24 hours to complete this. There's an abandoned helicopter on the roof, and they have to take Garrett Dillahunt, I believe is his name, Who's um, Tanaka's right hand man? Nah, his name's uh, Martin. 
Yeah, yeah, the actor is uh, oh, okay, Dilla gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I only know that because he was uh, he's from Raising Hope and uh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, okay. Uh, so they they have to add him. He's basically just going to watch them to make sure they don't steal the two hundred million dollars. Because technically, well, there's nothing. They never to even st- necessarily say why. He's just there. Yeah, he's just there to make sure it goes smooth. And I guess since he's like a security detail guy, he'll know the ins and outs of the casinos, how they pitch it. But no one really trusts him because it's just like, why is he really here? And now play into everything later. Yeah, And Um, I don't know if we mentioned it, but the reason that they've got a they've got 24 hours to do it is because. Like, basically, they're leaving 24 hours before um, the president drops a nuke on Vegas. Yeah, on the zombie arena, not all of Vegas. I don't really know how far the border is. Yeah, Vegas the is. actual casino strip, Vegas City. They're gonna just nuclear blast it and hope for the best. Which <laughs> uh, at least Umbrella Corporation tried to cover it up. These dudes are just like, "Nah, we're blowing that bitch up." Yeah, gotta go. <laughs> um, there's an awkward part which I didn't really understand its point, but Tanaka, who's a Japanese casino owner. Uh, it says easy peasy Japanese Japanese and yeah and then they they all just like stop and then they're just like well that's offensive and then they try and explain like oh no but he can say it uh, <laughs> and then he's like okay lemon squeezy and then the guy's like okay that's better I don't understand what the point <laughs> it was just kind of humorous <laughs> yeah I don't really understand it but it was just like but I didn't even laugh during the scene it was just like okay I chuckled wasn't like, that the, the guy that plays Tanaka, Hiroyuki Sonata? I just generally like him as an actor. Oh, yeah, same here. It was just such a weird, like, th- this movie tried to do a lot of jokes throughout. Uh, some of them hit, but other times it was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> no real response to most jokes, but there was some that hit. But that one was one that I was just like, okay. <laughs> just moved I think on. A- I think a good zombie movie has to have a bit of humor in it, but mm-hmm. this movie tried to tread the line between the heist jokes and zombie, like heist movie joke and zombie movie jokes. I don't know. I mean, it's not really a big difference. I'm not going to act like the expert in that field, I, but I, from watching it as a zombie movie connoisseur of sorts, I would say I know. Um, I just noticed a difference. This this movie sometimes at, at points felt like it was following the kids movie harry potter rule where every scene needs to have at least one joke and i felt like they were stretching this movie where it's like they're trying to make sure each scene has one joke to lighten the mood and i I, I didn't really think that was necessary and sorry for any harry potter fans that don't know that was a rule (laughs) because it just fucked up that entire franchise for you (laughs) now they're gonna watch it forever and every single line and like god damn it I, I, I did that to Sarah accidentally when we were watching it. I'm just like, ah, oh, they're doing that kid movie thing where every scene, no matter how serious, has to have one joke. And then we're like two movies in and it's just like, ah, oh, fuck, you've ruined this movie for me. Yeah. It happens is... too because you even start to anticipate the jokes. And yeah, you're things. like, oh, how are they going to fit a joke talking about dead parents? Oh, they found a way. <laughs> oh, there it is. They just see it, Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that and I feel like this movie does go through stretches where they do that, and I'm just like, again, some of them hit, but oftentimes I'm just like, oh, okay. Uh, I, I re- like when this movie's up to pace, like when they're really doing like 
the heist shit and the zombie shit is happening and simultaneously and it's the rush of it and I think that's where the movie was very good or I won't say very good but that's where it was most exciting it was most entertaining but it takes a long time to get there and then it spends a long time after the fact and that's why this movie's like two and a half hours long when it shouldn't be I almost wish they jumped right into the heist Zack Snyder should really consider making like shows or limited series or whatever because he seems to have ideas and he seems to want to do things but um when you put it in a condensed movie format i don't know because he, he clearly works in phases like i said like he works there's a beginning middle end and you can very easily tell where he's separating these points the climax the uh, shit you learn about in english class um, yeah. but I really think and if this was a limited series it, it could have been really fucking raw probably and you get more time to really go into the characters I yeah, don't know they, if it costs more or not though I, it's more time consuming and a lot of the actors don't want to do like an episode of TV usually takes like two to three weeks to shoot Jeez. so the idea that they would have to but they could have since it's an ensemble cast they could have spent time with each individual actor and then bring them all together or do it like um, Justice League. I mean, that movie wasn't a movie. We all know that. That shit was literally like a four-part series or yeah. five even. Um, but just record it long and then break it up. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, they go to the base. Uh, they recruit the coyote. The coyote recruits the rapey security guard. Uh, yeah. Who's very played temporary. by Shades? Shades. Uh, I don't know. What's his real name? My bad. Bert. I couldn't. Oh, that's his movie name. He has a name in this movie, but I promise you, I didn't hear anybody say it. I am. I couldn't figure out who he was. And now that you said Shades, I'm just like <laughs> more confused. Shades from uh, um, Luke, Luke Cage, the Netflix series. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's him. Yep. Holy shit. OK, I've been like the entire time I was watching a movie. I was just like, who is he? He looks so familiar. Yeah, he, he shades. <laughs> I thought of him as shades the whole movie. It was just, he didn't wear shades at all in the movie, but he had a bad mustache. <laughs> he he had a bad mustache, and he was he a was, rapey cop or a security guard. He's a shitty dude in this movie, but I don't know. He acted his parts very well. He, he played the part well. Yeah, he gets recruited, but it's only temporary. The coyote. Oh well, first we we find out that there's zombie. Uh, tigers and yeah from Siegfried and Roy which is odd because Siegfried and Roy I think both of them passed like several 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 years ago so I don't know what timeline this movie takes place in but I how did you feel about the CGI for it because sometimes it looked good sometimes it looked really bad and we'll Uh, talk about the CGI on and off throughout this part of the movie so we're only talking CGI of the tiger right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was alright. It wasn't that great. Sometimes they would have done better leaving the nose on. The nose was the worst touch. Yeah, the the CGI. I'm to, sorry, I'm just supposed to think this tiger's nose fucking fell off, like his whole <laughs> yeah. fucking snout. It just fucking <laughs> fell off, or a zombie <laughs> bit it. Somehow a zombie <laughs> fought a tiger. The tiger, the other. Well, did they have two tigers? I thought they had two. They did, but we only ever saw one, I think. 
though that, the the coyote yeah the coyote <laughs> mentioned like oh that one is uh valentine or something yeah some name so there might be two tigers or more but they the reason she recruited the the security guard shades is because she needs a sacrifice because apparently there are multiple types of zombies so when they first get in the tunnel uh which all it is is a shipping container that they go in from one end to the other end and then oh we're in a city (laughs) which makes you wonder why an outbreak hasn't happened based on how easy it is to get in and out they say there are shambler zombies so traditional like romero zombies who basically dried up in a desert and when it rains they actually get revived so they don't have to worry about the shamblers which i was hoping we'd actually see rain i wanted to see them on the way out or some shit yeah yeah then we see that there are more evolved smarter zombies called the alphas yeah the alphas and they need to be recruited and i guess it's the queen zombie is the one who's running around and <laughs> okay so takes the gift I, I actually took your advice and played the the new yakuza game okay uh, you know when he early in the game when he gets to that new city and he gets to the bridge and there's like the the gatekeepers or whatever from mm-hmm. that other game that's what i was imagining when um king king zombie was looking at them from the top of the building it was so weird so like they have like a a, a white walker king you said the name earlier of it. I completely forgot most things from Game of Thrones. But they have different tiers. They have Shambler zombies, which are Romero. And then they have the Alpha zombies, who are basically White Walkers, who are smart and communicate. And the Queen basically is the witch from Left 4 Dead, who yep. like screeches and screams. And that Except communicates. She never cries. She, she just, never cries. She's a functional yeah. witch. It's like she started chasing people and then just was like, you know, I like it up here. State. <laughs> I don't understand this logic at all. So the whole crew of like six people have their guns, but the queen will let them pass because she's going to take the the sacrifice, which is the cop or shades. Yeah. I don't understand this logic, but apparently that's all you need. And the zombies were like, okay, cool. We won't fuck with the you. Troll, the troll toll. Yeah. But they still have to hide in stuff because it's like it's a temporary thing of just like stay out of their way and they won't bother you, which I don't really yeah. understand. She, what's her name? Cougar or not Cougar? Coyote. Coyote describes it as um like, sure, they showed us their goodwill, but I'm not going to test how far it goes. And yeah. so she stays inside. But where I where I'm confused is like, why does the king send queen zombie? to check visitors like he she's got a peon with her and apparently they've deduced that if the if the main for that it started the whole thing bites them they become an alpha technically like a diluted alpha would that be a beta but i think anyway. so it's, it's like if if they bite anybody if the other alphas bite anybody they just turn into shamblers but if the keen bites them they turn into alphas so yeah but why would he send his fucking queen um which later we find out is very valuable to him yeah it Um, makes no sense other than maybe the the zombie queen or zombie is fucking zombie (laughs) it it, maybe that one is independent enough of like no i'm gonna do this shit 
She's a strong, independent zombie. Yeah. That don't like, need no man. Yeah. Like, she's like, hey, I, this is my kingdom too. I'm going to recruit people or whatever. <laughs> and then he sends, like, the, the fucking whatever that other guy is, the bodyguard. <laughs> Just some grunt zombie. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I'm not even sure that zombie that was with her is an alpha. Like, he was moving quick and stuff, but he didn't seem very smart. Yeah, no. And he fails as a guard. <laughs> He's like uh, fourth generation um, alpha. So we're, we're led to believe that it's going to take them, once they get into the city, it's going to take them like two hours to get to the casino because they have to go yeah. on foot. So they have to go through buildings. And this is when we get introduced to the dying light zombies who are basically <laughs> zombies that hibernate during the day. Yeah. And, and they, they kind of act like the nurses in Silent Hill. They just stand there. Yeah. And you're not supposed to shine any light in them or touch them. Though, it was literally Silent Hill. They all like, still okay. have their flashlights on. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. do a really shit job of not flashing their lights. But this is when we get the first betrayal. So Batista is going to lead them down a path. And he's going to drop the like glow sticks on the ground. To like leave leave a, a breadcrumb trail. So everyone can yeah, follow him. glow sticks do you think he had? I don't know. But he must have had a lot. A, yeah, what if that hallway was long as shit? I know that he would have been screwed. Then he would have been like, all right, guys, fuck it. Run. The knock him over. <laughs> I, I forget the, the, the woman's name. So the YouTuber's friend that comes um, along chambers uh, chambers. She is pretty badass, uh, but she doesn't trust uh, Martin uh, Tanaka's guy. And she says, after we get done with this, I'm going to have a talk with you. But unfortunately for her, she has to follow him down the glow no, stick she, trail. She makes him go first. That's why she's oh, like, I don't okay. trust you. That's why you're going first. And, and so he uses that as opportunity to throw her off. off. Yeah. So he basically picks up a glow stick and then he throws it a different direction. And that puts her in the awkward position of following that trail. And it just kind of leads her to being trapped by zombies. Martin then locks the door after he makes it through and then now she has to fight her way through zombies and holy shit she See, was badass in this scene it's probably the best action sequence in the whole movie is i'd like to Chambers. see a fight between her and patricia or whatever um eliza dusku's name character was from that last movie the saint yeah yeah the, the, she this was such a awesome scene of her just being a badass using the <laughs> knife to stealth kill. But then when she gets overwhelmed by the stealth kill, she just has to shoot her way out. And every time we think she's consumed by the zombies, she somehow fucking makes it to the door only to see Martin lock her in. Then she I don't, jumps through a fucking window. I don't even know where the window. What I don't get is how far apart was everybody in this group that Martin was able to lock the the door and then she jumps through the window because we think she's dead but she somehow jumps through the window and she's still fucking killing it and her youtube buddy is just watching and he could have helped her (laughs) i felt but then she's just overrun by zombies and basically everybody that was with her basically watched her get overrun by zombies in a really slow manner and it really frustrated me they could have helped her out because at a certain point she was only there with a couple zombies and then she was overrun i don't know how you felt about that she she definitely would have been saved i don't think anyone should have gone back for her i think um what's his name what's the youtuber's name 
Um, Guzman? Yeah, Guzman. I think, obviously, it was an emotional thing for him. And props to him for how he handled it. They all knew the risk going into the mission. Like, this is literally a zombie apocalypse. This is the zombie arena. So. The, the problem I had with it, though, is he's watching her. And even though all the backgrounds are blurred, which we haven't talked about, is like how <laughs> they blur all the backgrounds consistently in this movie. And it's kind of distracting. You can see that there's like two people standing behind him as he slowly watches her getting attacked. Batista before. was there. Martin no wasn't. Martin was for like a second. He got out of there. He was but, like, oh, shit, she survived. And then he just walked away. Yeah, he was just like, oops, I'm going to go. And it was just one of those things where there were very few zombies when she busted out the window. They could have helped her, but then they don't. <laughs> and <laughs> she just gets consumed. And Guzman's way of helping is to just, like, blow her up just so she doesn't yeah. have to turn into a zombie. So they shoot her gas can. Yeah, that's first one down, basically. It was like when, when they first get into the zombie arena... I was salty with Guzman because I was like, dude, how are you a YouTuber and you're entering the zombie arena without a GoPro or something? Just seemed like it would have been necessary so you don't have to have your phone out all the time. Because yeah. he never had his phone out. I don't think he recorded shit. But then when he, he had to kill his friend, I was like, I'm it's probably pretty good. He didn't have a GoPro. That would mm -hmm. suck. Um, oh, we, we forgot to mention that Kate is with them now. Kate went with them because oh, Greta yeah. or Greta. Uh, Greta? Greta. Or Gita. She, Gita, yeah, yeah. Her and two people decided to actually go in there and try and steal some money. So Kate went with to try and find Gita. Yeah, and, regardless of the fact that Gita said, if I, if I don't come back, stay with my kids. But nah, Kate said, fuck all that. I'm not trying to take care of your kids. Fuck them kids. I'm yeah. find you. So she she comes and Batista's not happy about it, but she, she she's here too. The, the group makes it to the casino floor and they find the exact same blueprints that Tanaka gave them. <laughs> and turns out this isn't the first crew that was sent to go get it. Martin kind of just plays it off dumb. Like, well, I have no idea what this, this is, which is funny. Yeah, he literally doesn't say anything. <laughs> it, it basically just adds to like, okay, we can't trust Martin at all. He's, he's clearly <laughs> fucking lying <laughs> about this. And they decide that they all need to split up. So, uh, Tig needs to go to the helicopter, which we find out is super fucked up. Like, doesn't look like it should be running at all or capable of running. And it's Nobody definitely too small. on that thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> too small for everybody. Uh, the Coyote and Martin, they go to secure the perimeter. Steve goes with his daughter uh, to turn the generator on. And the vault guy goes with Guzman and Vanderho. Vanderho to go take care of the safe so that everyone uh breaks up we get uh vanderho basically talking about how like everyone's in a death cycle or whatever uh which is like his philosophical yeah. moment yeah what if they're all doing this in like some endless loop and because it all starts over again because we find uh that there's a bunch of bodies leading to this vault because this vault is fucking ridiculous. So this vault has three triggers. It has blow darts on the first pressure plate. The second pressure plate is just machine guns. And then the third pressure and plate... That was, and that one was supposed to be non-lethal, but it was straight up machine guns. Yeah. And then the third pressure plate is just the wall smash. 
like the walls close in <laughs> and not even like slow star wars style it's just they're a putty when i saw this I, it was hilarious but at the same time I'm like there's no way a casino would do this like no i don't way. care how much money is in a vault they would never take the risk of like accidentally killing one of their employees could you imagine being one of ocean's 11 and then you're about to crack the safe and you just get smushed yeah <laughs> it, it's hilarious though basically they keep putting uh vanderhoe bring zombies to go through each trigger point so he has to bring multiple zombies and they never show how he gets them but they they they, they mention it uh guzman yeah. is just like how is he getting all these because he just keeps coming down with a a, a truck a, a, a dolly thing, a dolly yeah, yeah. Um, and he like microwaves a, a zombie hand and throws it because zombies he, want the warmth. Apparently. Yeah, we find Which out kinda that makes sense since they're also cold and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's still it's just still a zombie hand. Uh, but we find out Gita and her friends are being held captive by King Zombie, which I think he was wearing, like <laughs> like a little. Well, it was not a crown. It was like a I don't know. It was a helmet, which made him, like, invincible because zombie with a helmet (laughs) means you can't shoot his brains. But I think he also had, he had, like, he basically looked like he was, like, at the pool. Because I think he had, like, he had a cape. He had, like, shorts. (laughs) I feel like he had flip-flops, but I know he didn't. He He started the movie with straight up, like, an army buzz cut, and now he is flowing. He's draped, like... I almost Mar- feel like Marilyn Manson is shunned now, so I won't compare him. But they were probably um, somebody dog- else with long hair. They were probably dog tags, but I could have sworn he had like a sunglasses necklace, which would have been great. But I think they were dog tags because he's like military. But um, we, I like uh, the dog tags. I mean, I like the the um, glasses idea. Yeah, to to me, they look like sunglasses, but they probably weren't. Apparently, he doesn't just eat people; he just keeps them. <laughs> Sorry. To, to figure oh it is dog tags i looked up a picture yeah um yeah uh so as they're doing this they they turn the tv on in the hotel or the casino oh. and they find out that the u.s yeah. government has decided to change the plans for the nuke instead of in 24 hours they're just going to do it in 90 minutes because of fucking yeah. course because it was okay so here's the reason people were protesting that it should not happen on July 4th. So the president finally, I guess it's in a in a campaign year or something. So the president finally was like, all right, I'll move it off of the holiday of 4th of July. And then they're like, he originally said the 4th of July would have been, quote, really cool in the ultimate fireworks show. And, quote, actually kind of patriotic, if you think about it. And I was like, that's, that's mildly funny. Well, movie-wise, <laughs> in real life, I mean, I know they're quoting or mocking Donald Trump, which that's not really funny. I mean, quote mocking Donald Trump is always funny, but it's him funny. is not funny. Yeah. But it's so weird in the movie, beginning of the movie. Super funny. In the beginning of the movie, the Sean Spicer was one of the news people, former press secretary for Trump. It's super I weird. Did it's not un- notice that. It's an unnecessary cameo in this movie. Um, so. <laughs> The, the helicopter's still fucked. They have 90 minutes. They go down to the safe guy. He says he needs 30 minutes. They do the math. They're like, okay, that still leaves us with plenty of time to get all the fucking money in there. Kate fucks off. Kate runs away because she thinks the her friend is being held at the zombie hotel, which is the Olympus. 
They hint. And even though she promised to, you know, stay with the squad because, you know, she was concerned about Gita's family, Bautista made it very clear everybody else here has a family, so we have to get them back to their family, too. We can't put them in danger. Yeah, we find out all that. family is very important because King Zombie and Queen Zombie are having a baby. <laughs> They're having a baby. He grew his hair, and it was so exciting, he went and laid down his seat. He's like, I gotta pass these jeans on, this good I hair. cracked up when the, the King Zombie, like, put his ear down to her stomach to, like, see if the baby was still there, but their heartbeat shouldn't exist, so I don't know what the fuck he was going for. <laughs> I was like, when I wrote it down, I was like, zombie fetus is undead? Like, is it, would yeah. that be how you call it? No idea. No idea. Um, Tanaka, so, this is when we get Casino Guy and the Coyote are working together on a side project. The Coyote is pissed because she didn't know that Tanaka and Martin just wanted a zombie head and alpha head. So they took the queen's head and this basically set the king off because he's like, that's, that's his, that's his woman. She basically screamed like the, the baby T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Yeah. She gives her death scream. (laughs) I think that's when he puts his helmet on. Yeah. He's ready for action. He sure did. (laughs) Um, They take the head. Which Who made pissed, him that helmet? I what don't know. King Zombie made that helmet. I want to meet that zombie. Um, <laughs> they got, they got Gentry, zombie it, Gentry. It annoyed me because. So the whole point of this heist is so they could get in close to the zombies, and then Martin can steal a head for Tanaka, so they can sell it and then make a zombie army from the Alpha Head. Even though the Coyote has said like only if the king bites them they can turn into alphas there Which, are so many opportunities for them to get zombies i mean considering how he and um coyote got the zombie one could assume that right there at the entrance when they first came in he could have just went in there with coyote himself got her and then walked right the fuck back out yeah instead no they problem. go on this huge ass thing with multiple people like, it's so stupid. This whole thing was done so they can get a fucking zombie head. And it's not even the main zombie head that you think they would need. It's nah, just it's like the queen's really, head. Really, if uh, Martin is stuck with his guns, he probably could have got the alpha head. Yeah, but instead he just, like, jumps the gun, grabs whatever head he can, hopes that's for best, and then move yeah. on. Because there's no way they would know. Yeah, he Yeah, there's no way he'd know that was zombie. And he wouldn't know she's pregnant. Nope. And it wouldn't he matter because he took a head. That they could get pregnant. He yeah. thought a zombie tiger was perverse. So it's, it's really dumb, that twist. That t- twist pissed me off. Um, <laughs> they get in to the, the safe. And, okay, this is so annoying. So everyone is basically in a fight. Batista and Guzman are on a casino floor fighting. Action's okay. This is when we see our first Terminator zombie, or I think this is the first time you noticed a Terminator zombie. <laughs> yeah, it was like the most egregious Terminator zombie. Like, it was for sure a T-800. Yeah, th- a couple instances in this movie, some of the zombies will have blue eyes, and then sometimes the zombies will have silver faces. Yeah, I'm like guessing up, like their skin blew off and it was a T-800. I'm so confused by that. I'm assuming it's just a CGI fuck-up, unless like, there's like more to, to believe- the story. I, that's what I'm. I don't know, man. I but it's know. it's like, super they obvious. Get adamantium bones. 
after they get bit by a zombie, thus to make sure that they are better protected against something like a bite. It's super obvious when it happens. It's kind of annoying. It takes me out of the scene. Uh, it's like because they put so much into the effect of the, I don't know, the gore and dismemberment that mm-hmm. I don't even understand how. It's got to be something in the back of it. I don't know. There's a whole thing, like I said, with the zombies having like a blue blood theme or something. It's weird, but the, the silver yeah. face stuff makes no sense. But it, they're descendant from the zombies from like zombie tidal wave or some shit. Some some shit like that. Guzman's dead. Batista's trying to find Kate. Down in the safe, we have Dieter and Vanderhoe, which I feel like I'm saying his name wrong every time. But nah, they're that's, that's how you pronounce it. I think. Okay, they're they're both in the safe. Zombie King comes down there for whatever fucking <laughs> Zombie reason. King came here hot yeah. with the helmet <laughs> ready to go for whatever fucking reason. Vanderhoe is like, I'm gonna box this zombie. Yeah. I, I specifically was like, yo. Fuck a fair fight against a zombie, bro. <laughs> like, but the like, second he took his mask off, I would have shot his ass in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, game over. He Didn't he, like, take his gloves off to box him better? Took so, off his bag, took off yeah. everything. He's ready. He, and zombie he, accepted his challenge. He's like, shit, I give you a fair fight? I. It's so fucking annoying. I can it's, appreciate a zombie that's always prepared to I think the zombie hands, even so. takes his helmet off for the fight. He does. He takes yeah. his helmet off. And that's when I'm like... And even then, I'm like, all right, fuck that fair fight. But if you're going to duke it out, once you see me getting my ass whooped, Dieter, I need you to shoot this zombie. Like, yeah. I'm not here to die. I was here to see if I could fuck him up. I couldn't. I lost. He gets his ass kicked, like completely kicked by Zombie King. <laughs> yeah, it's the shit beat out of him. Dieter. I didn't expect that. <laughs> you, it's not very often in movies you see a main character get their ass whooped like that. In a, in Real the bad. In a stupid way too in terms of like he has he talked about giving someone giving Dieter a knife and stuff Dieter ends up pulling the knife eventually but why would he box the zombie he gets his ass kicked Dieter tries to save Vanderhoe by throwing him into the vault and closing the vault which which I thought was a terrible idea I'm like bro (laughs) you might as well have killed me why would you leave me okay good at least throw a gun in here for me to kill myself Dude, I was so pissed. I'm like, dude, so what, he's going to fucking starve to death now? Am I supposed to starve? Am I supposed to blow up? Am I supposed to be crushed? Like, what the fuck did you want from me, Dieter? You're the safe cracker. You're the only person here that was able to get into this. There's no... The vault doesn't have a safety net of, like... And this is one of the times that Snyder decided to use slow-mo, too. So I was having a ton of thoughts about this. Yeah, You feel about the lock his ass in there? I was so pissed because that was the one character. I'm like, man, I hope he doesn't die because he seems like he's he's, he's <laughs> he doing okay. Game. He's doing fine. He's living life. <laughs> and then he gets locked in the vault, and I'm just pissed. Uh, Zombie King kills Dieter. The coyote and uh, Martin are on the roof. Zombie King kills Coyote and he Martin javelin throw. <laughs> but she still has the head, so she just drops the head on the floor, and I fucking cracked up. <laughs> Because the zombie head just fucking splats. It was like if you dropped a melon, but yeah. it wasn't like a hard melon. Imagine a just soft outside watermelon. Like if you cored that motherfucker, just took it off, and you only I, dropped the inside, it just bloosh. I was hoping the zombie would look over the thing, and his first words would have been, Zombie. Zombie, no! <laughs> 
Because, god damn it, man. So that cracked me up. Um, Batista. I love, <laughs> I love that he waited so long to do it. She, okay, so she has the gun up to Zombie's head because she's like, let my homies go and leave me or I'll kill her. They get away and he just spears her shit. So yeah. with her last moment, she reaches and does that. Like that, I think Zack Snyder has a sense of humor. He he to has to degree. for that. Um, Batista and Tig are the only people that are survived. They head to the Olympus, <laughs> the zombie headquarters, to find Kate and, I, and Gita. Gotta put Tig in, at risk to save Kate, who they once only, again knew the fucking risk. And they only have nine minutes. At this point, yeah. nine minutes. It's a, it's a nuke coming in. Like I can't save you in nine minutes. I gotta go. You're you're, you're gonna this. fucking fly the helicopter, which probably takes a couple minutes, but then go through this hotel and hope you find them. Luckily, they find them pretty easily. <laughs> My favorite part is so yeah. he gets he just he, ends up on the right floor. Yeah, he just ends up on a right floor. Gita, Kate, Batista head to the helicopter. Somehow the zombie king sprinted from the other yeah. hotel to this one. <laughs> Not that too. He got there before them. He, yeah. was... <laughs> and he, so, he was riding a horse around most of the time. So yeah, like but still. Man. Horse. But, but the, I mean, still, no, it's, the horse had to be booked. The <laughs> only power in that building, or the only power in Vegas right now is the generator in the other hotel. So this zombie king fucking ran up them stairs (laughs) and Batista ran up the stairs too and he didn't have an easy go at it he had to tear down barricades and shit I guess this is zombie king's fortress this is domain yeah but man Um, he's got a rope that he just like tugs himself up like a little (laughs) levee he sits in (laughs) they're all on a helicopter including zombie king he's battling Batista in there Batista's getting fucked up. His arm gets broken. Yeah. He gets it wasn't bit even, in the I don't neck. even think it's like a break. I think that was a tendon they showed or some shit. <laughs> yeah. That's Bat- gross. Batista shoots Tig in the chest accidentally. She's still Tig, able to fly. Tig deserved none of what she got in this movie. Yeah. None of it. Uh, Gita, I think at this point, is dead. Like, she gets no, killed. Gita just, yes, she's never seen again. She's never seen no again. No confirmation or anything. The helicopter crashes, so the only person left alive is... Kate. So Kate, Kate and did all the shit. I was like, shit. of course Kate lives. Yeah. She killed everybody and then she got out of there. Super fucking frustrating. Uh, Batista. Those kids are going to be assholes. Yeah. She's going to have to raise them and they're going to be assholes. Batista is dying and turning into a zombie. He apologizes for not getting the money, but he took a stack of money and hopefully will be enough for them to have a life and for her to get those kids out of whatever thing they're in. I'm almost certain that she didn't go help them kids. I, I at this point she would have I feel like she had to because she did all that shit. All those people died because of Kate. Because she wanted to get her friend who she ended up just fucking having die in a helicopter. Yeah, Super but he fucking... promised her fifteen million. Now she's only got enough to deal with her own trauma. Yeah. Um they Snyder ends the movie, or we think he's ending the movie because he's playing the cranberries zombie. Oh yeah. Which cracked me up because I'm just like, oh fucking course. I he forgot was probably, the name of that song. Yeah, he was probably just like, what song am I going to end this movie with? <laughs> and then he was like, has a zombie movie used the Cranberries song zombie? No. What? I, and then he I fucking know. uses it. I'll start with Viva Las Vegas and then end with zombies. <laughs> yeah. We think the movie's done. Vegas gets blasted. The nuclear blast hits Vegas. 
That is enough. It's a little less devastating than I expected. I expected like a hole in the ground. Yeah. uh, But they mentioned it was a nuke, right? Yeah, it was for sure a nuke. Okay. And they had already deemed Las Vegas no longer a part of America um, so that it would be a safe place to bomb without saying they were bombing themselves. (laughs) Which is such a dumb thing that totally they would have to do. Like some bullshit red tape. They only really tell you that when they're staring at Martin. And he's like, what are you staring at me for? And they're like, it's a free country. We can stare at who we want. He's like, well, something, something. No, this isn't part of America. And Bautista's like, well, that makes it even freer then. Yeah. Which is a kind of a funny little joke. It was. Snyder was trying to be political at points in this movie, and I got it, but... Yeah, but then he has Sean Spicer in the opening, and you're just like, what are you doing? Um, So, we get, like, almost like a post-credits sort of scenario. It's not credits hit yet, but... Nuclear blast levels Vegas. Apparently, the black eye, Vanderho, is safe. He survives. He beats the... And he's able to climb to the surface. I don't know how much rubble and safe you got to get out of to do that with bags of money. I mean, but I'm not complaining. My black dude survived. No, exactly. So, like, I was happy because I'm just like, okay, cool. Snyder didn't follow that stereotype for, like, horror movies of, like, oh, got to make sure, you know. It would have been... He could have even done the whole thing where he didn't confirm he was dead, just left him down there, just like Gita. Like maybe somewhere later she's alive. I do think there will be a sequel to this. Maybe but. it was probably it's probably successful enough. But with he comes out of the blast, all the rubble, and I'm just like, okay, he got fucked up. Now he's in he nuclear. F- now he's in nuclear fallout <laughs> area. So he's in gonna Vegas, get some. In the middle of the desert. I don't know how he survives. He somehow walks all the way to his car. <laughs> he walks somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I, was that his car? I thought he just stole a car. But I have no way, idea. It was green grass around. And I was like, well, how the fuck far did he walk? And, and the entire time, I'm just like, okay, this man has got nuclear. He's radioactive at this point. For sure. Absolutely. He's got scratched and punched by the zombie. So I'm like, he's going to get zombie from being a scratch. And he, you know, yeah. nuclear. He's got internal injuries. He's probably dehydrating. He, with the money, because he took like bags of money with him, he goes to get a, a private jet. Yeah. And which is rented already, but he pays up with cash. I don't know it, if that's how these things work. I'm not up at the private jet. I'm, I'm like, just confused because what business would let him in at this looking point? Looking like that. I mean, not just looking like that, but for real, we know. They just nuked that motherfucking Vegas, and you look like you just left a demolition area. And they make a big thing about the movie early on to be like, yeah, we're doing temperature checks and all that stuff to make sure everyone's fine. No one temperature checks him. He's literally bleeding. His clothes are ripped. He's super dirty because he just came from a fucking nuclear blast. Yeah, he came from the zombie arena. And they're like, oh, you have money? Okay. And they put him on a plane... And he's clearly getting fucked up and he goes to the bathroom and realizes he's was bit. He's infected. And then the movie ends. So we assume he's going to go fuck up New Mexico, I believe, is where he was going. And the movie ends. Actually, I say there will be a sequel. But isn't that kind of how Dawn of the Dead um, ended, too? Like the island that they go to on the boat gets raided and by zombies and... Yeah, because so the the original Dawn of the Dead, 
uh, ends on that like same type of cliffhanger. There was then technically a sequel to Dawn of the Dead back then, a the day older of the one. Dead. Yeah, but Day it of wasn't the Dead. By Zack Snyder. Yeah, no, no, I'm talking about uh, the original Dawn of the Dead. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was then a sequel, but it was different actors, but it was the same characters where they go to like uh, a base or something like a military underground base. But yeah, Dawn of the Dead, I don't believe Zack Snyder won. They definitely tease it, but in the post credits, they basically are like, yeah, everyone dies on that island. I guess they could do something with this as the zombie apocalypse now comes to New Mexico. It was but... so many points that I thought they could have just spun it, ended the movie earlier, and set themselves up for a sequel. But they killed but... all the characters you would care about except Kate, and I don't know if I'd want to see Kate <laughs> battling zombies again. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I had the whole idea when Guzman Guzman gets bit. I was like, "Oh shit, they're gonna they're gonna protect him, take them with him, and then he's gonna make it back, and they're gonna make it safely, and then some organization is gonna take him off, like the end of Resident Evil One. That would have been Allison. That would have been more interesting than what we ended up getting. All right, let's rate this. What are you um, feeling for this movie? I'm so conflicted. I have a score written down. But I want to know where you're at. I'm at three, three three and a half. Okay. Three and a half. I'm at three and a half. I'm at 2.5, two and a okay. half stars. I, this movie was just way too long for me and we didn't talk about it or we briefly mentioned it, but like, I don't like how all the backgrounds are blurred, which made it yeah, seem it, like this movie was shot on a closed like studio set. So to, they blurred everything. To give like a description, it was blurred like in that ASAP Rocky um, LSD video when they walk in and everything's like crystal light blur. Yeah, it's just that effect. They they just focused on the character, so the backgrounds were always blurred. I don't think that was a very appealing visual, basically, of just like every time characters talk to being like, "What the fuck's going on with the background?" That was distracting. It was way too active in the background for a background that had nothing going on. Yeah, and I don't know. I think the length of this movie, because there was multiple times where I'm just like, I just want this movie to end. It would sometimes show me portions of the movie that I was like, okay, this is all right. The most fun this movie is, is once they get to the casino. And I'll, I'll it takes an hour to get there, basically. <laughs> like hour and a half, damn near. Yeah. But um, I'll say the reason that I'm at 3 and a 5 is, or 3.5 is because I'm biased towards zombie films. I mm-hmm. I try to I hope that you get a good one. But lately there just haven't really been good zombie movies. Yeah, um, I, I had I mean, hopes for this one, but And I say it. this one did better than most. Like the action scenes I was fine with. I made a whole section for like cool zombie deaths in my notes and I wrote down like three things. So it's not really cool, gruesome deaths in it. Yeah. Like you can almost even say this is a pretty even though it's R-rated and it does have blood and gore, this is one of the safer zombie films you could watch, I'd assume. Yeah. You could probably say it's like a safe bet. <laughs> I'd say the the most entertaining death to me... Well, honestly, let's reverse back to that initial when the, when the first zombie breaks out. This motherfucker wasn't even trying to bite people. He just straight up ripped off a dude's throat or jaw and then went to the other dude like strangle held him and then just pulled him in it was like i mean i guess i'll bite you and then threw his ass yeah i was like oh so this zombie just hit a beat ass okay it's the ass whooping zombie yeah uh i i I don't know i I, to the chest 
spear to the chest spear and to parachute chest into death were kind of like the two best. I I think the best one is this dropping the head. That was the most satisfying one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write that one down, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, um, I said Martin, the security guy, getting his head eaten by the tiger was pretty funny because it, it kind of squished like a melon, just like how old girls did. It's like whoever was doing the effects was just like, we're going to make bodies just drop squish. apart. Yeah. yeah squish. I we, we didn't even mention Martin died to the tiger I don't think, but like that was when the tiger sometimes would look good, sometimes look bad. But the makeup on him and a CGI on his face was really good. Yeah, Every time really he got good. scratched and blood would skirt, uh, and uh, squirt out, it was really, really vicious. Whatever they used to like bounce and throw him around to did a good job mm. with that. Yeah, but so- solid film. Um, not not one of my favorite zombie movies. Uh, so like you, I I really love zombie movies, but that makes me more critical of zombie movies. Yeah. I think we get more interesting takes on zombie movies with independent films it seems like I, it's been a while since a big triple a zombie film has done it for me oh, i'm still waiting fucking, for that netflix show to come walking back it ruined it yeah walking it totally show? ruined it uh black summer i think it's called okay i think i've heard of it never watched it though probably didn't uh, know zombies first season is really good um and they're gonna do another season but covid interfered with it Definitely watch it if you like zombies. Oh. Um, it's like eight episodes. Really good. I can get with that. The last zombie st- like show I really tried to get into was um, Daisy or whatever. The one that was like supposed to be action. Um, I don't know. It was kind of cool. I watched like two episodes. It was the baby in that first. What is with zombie babies, man? Like I don't get know. it. They're creepy. Yeah, but they're not really that logical. Like. Sure, I'm gonna be creeped the fuck out a zombie baby running up to me, but I am not gonna hesitate to punt the shit out that little thing. Every every There's time, no way you're climbing up on me. Every time I think of, and like I know a, you in baby hands. Yeah, I hate baby hands. Baby hands are fucking scary as shit. <laughs> Which I like you remember that. That was like one of the things that horrify me. But yeah, I don't know. It just reminds me. It, I think maybe because like people are kind of fascinated with like kids, uh, kid vampires. That people are like, oh, what about zombie kids or zombie babies? I don't under- really understand. I don't know. It it does seem like th- that is like the shot. I think it's probably because there's not many shocking things you can do with zombies anymore. They've been yeah. around for decades, you know, like in film and TV. So the only thing left is like, what if there was a zombie baby? And it's just like, okay, where's the logic in that? <laughs> yeah, straight up. Now, those little baby things in dead space that first game holy shit oh yeah those are but those are like alien type things so and they've got like tails with knives and shit remember the multiplayer for dead space you could play as one of them yeah you could you could play as them and those were always my favorite character to play as in multiplayer (laughs) (laughs) it was like on vents and on the ceiling just like haha just drop down i do remember that and Man, I, I I know I just got Mass Effect 3, like the Legendary Edition, mm-hmm. and EA isn't about the remasters and stuff, but I really wish they would now go and remaster Dead Space, because they're never coming back to that. No, no, they killed the studio that made them, so all they could do is remaster. But yeah, I would be down, I want a Dragon Age trilogy remake, but yeah, I also want Dead Space to be remade. There's There's a lot of EA stuff that they could sit on, and that stuff's like relatively easy to make compared to making something from scratch so i hope we'll get that 
I'm team. Like, if I could, I would put down, put together a organization that just works on the restoration of games. That's what uh, Sony's Blue Point basically does. They, we just need that. Yeah. Everything HD, everything. Oh, it, so I, I. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, no, go for it. I was just. I was gonna say. I looked up Black Summer, and it's actually based on Z Nation. That show I was talking about. Oh, see, yeah, it, it's really good. I recommend it. Uh, it's like perspectives of different people, all leading to like them getting together. Basically, I think definitely worth watching. Uh, but that's gonna do it for this week's episode. So hopefully, you guys don't mind us just doing one movie. I believe we are taking next week off, just so everyone can catch up with all the content we've been putting out. We put out like more two-hour episodes than I expected <laughs> over yeah. the first five episodes, six episodes. I think so, we've done 10 movies, 11 if you include Army of the Dead now. That is a lot of podcasts to listen to, and that is a lot of movies to watch, because I imagine if you haven't watched the movies and you heard us talk about it, you might want to go check the movie out afterwards. So yeah. we're gonna going to take a week off to let you guys catch up. We'll probably take a week off every within every like 10 episodes or so. We'll have yeah. like a, a break uh, just so everyone can catch up and uh, me and Chad can work on our other side projects. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, Chad, did you want to sign us off? Yes. Um, this has been fun, everybody. Thank you for listening and bye. Love you. Bye.